Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Andrew Teacher from Blackstock Consulting. Now, like almost every part of society, universities across the world have been hit pretty badly by COVID-19 and forced to close. Yet, a lot of students remain living in purpose-built student accommodation, or PBSA. So while many have returned home early, operators have also got the mighty challenge of keeping people safe and secure during these extremely, um, no, I'm not, not going to say that word, during these extremely stressful times. Whilst no one is immune to this crisis, some things about the PBSA sector remain pretty clear. There's the strong fundamentals that remain. Many cities across Europe have got a constant undersupply of housing. And unlike hotels and restaurants, university is not a discretionary spend. Education is a core part of many people's lives and it shouldn't be confused with the hospitality sector, albeit many of the buildings now very much focus around service. But the past teaches us that in every downturn, many people do head to university. And with a growing pipeline across Europe, Nido student is going to be pretty well placed to marshal growing investment into that sector. I spoke to Nido's CEO, Brian Welsh, and he talked passionately about driving the company's well-being agenda over recent years, about investing in digital, and he explained why he believes investors are going to continue to see long-term benefit from institutional-grade residential investment. Have a listen to our conversation here. So I'm joined now by Brian Welsh, who's the CEO at Nido Student. Uh, um, Brian, obviously, uh, many people under pressure at the minute, but for for Nido Student, you're you're doubling down, aren't you, on some of your key focus areas? You're not you're not losing track. You're not deviating from the plan. Not getting rattled, and 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 actually, to some extent, you know, you're you're leaning into the wind of of digital innovation, aren't you? Yeah, well, that's right, Andy. I mean, this is a uh, the trend towards digital is something we've been focused in on over the past few years. And in order to make our operations more efficient, and because we listen to our student customers who are who are super tech and digital savvy, far more so than than forty year old uh, property guys like me. And so, uh, and so that's encouraged us to move everything online to be very cloud based, to uh, interact with our students in ways that they like to interact through live chat through the website through. And, and generally on the administration side, giving people the ability to have uh, end-to-end uh, reserving rooms, paying deposits, paying rent, um, uh, being able to access all the documentation that they require in a virtual environment, having high-quality website, Q&As, uh, fly-throughs, 3D virtual tours. So it's uh, the whole, all, the all whole, the whole stuff, digital, yeah. the whole, the whole consumer journey essentially being digitized. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Now, we've had to lean further into that now because students who are reserving rooms for September, they now want to be able to do virtual tours. So we're doing uh, like Skype tours, voice tours of uh, of residences uh, so that people can ask questions on their way around. And they've been super well attended by prospective students who, who really, really want to understand more about the product that they're purchasing. And, and presumably you think that, that this digitization of the consumer journey could could potentially save quite a lot of money across the wider residential sector if we think about how many people rent across England and across the whole of Western Europe you know there's many many millions of viewings and many many millions of contracts and deposits and all sorts of activities that presumably could be done without any any human beings well that's right we're, we're already turning our attention to the bill to rent market and we're having some great conversations with investors existing and future who have exposure to build to rent, who are, are wanting to leverage the student expertise that we've created 
to uh, to deliver services to their tenants and build to rent. Because after all, a lot of those tenants will have lived in purpose-built student accommodation uh, during the course of their university careers. But more so than that, we can be um, super efficient. And by efficient, I don't just mean by uh, having fewer people doing more stuff. I also mean by having that, uh, that increased accuracy of data transmission across the business. So if you can, uh, if a, a tenant can uh, pay a pound of rent uh, in a virtual environment, which travels through a booking system, gets allocated to a booking, works, moves into a, a finance system, automatically finds itself reporting in a chart of accounts, uh, and then that automatically reconciles with cash going into the bank. And that all happens in the ether. You can remove a lot of complexity and a lot of space for error from that system, which which gives investors a huge amount of confidence. So it's essentially the Amazonization of the rental market. One might say that, yeah. One might say that, yeah. It's, yeah, difficult to say after a couple of drinks, but let's, uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll part that one for now. But look, so I mean, in terms of the, the current coronavirus crisis how has that changed nido's operations what are you having to do just to you know to to respond it's obviously a high pressure environment you're, you're active in a in a multitude of different countries different european cities and and it must be it must be quite a lot of pressure mobilizing everybody remotely yeah well it, it's, it has caused us to review a lot of our business practices because uh you know in this environment where you can't just uh get the train somewhere to see somebody or drive to some other residence or fly into a different uh, a different country to see what's going on. So that has has caused us to look back at a lot of the things we've been doing and in some ways accelerate the trend that we've been working on for a while around uh, reducing our carbon footprint is a, is, is a key element of this by reducing the amount of international travel that we do. So that's, that, that has kind of uh, forced us down that route uh, to a point. And also we've had to become a lot more human as well because uh, we fully acknowledge that staff and students haven't just got the, the, the welfare of Nido's student of mind. They've got stuff going on in their own lives. So we're, we're working very closely with staff and students around um, their mental health and doing more work on that. Uh, we have partners with, uh, with Hero Wellbeing for our staff, running online uh, activities for our students that are super well attended, the yoga class, super well attended, DJ sets arms workouts, body weight workouts, lots of things to focus on, continuing to build the need of community for staff and for students, and uh, as well as to, to help work with them on, on, them, on their well-being, which is, uh, which is super important in this environment. So I think it's, it's just so important for all businesses to look wider than what's going on on their desk and into the, into the well-being of their staff and students. Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the financial position, what, what, how, what's been the effect there? Uh, well, I mean, there are lots of other uh, things going on in the financial side, but I guess from the perspective of Nido students, uh, this is a this is a long term investment. We're building an institutional grade, industrial scale uh, manager of alternative real estate, and uh, and that doesn't change. The the the, the, the long term outlook for the sector, from my perspective, is super positive, and the the macro trends that we're that we're using as tailwinds uh, will continue and even grow as time moves on. So there may be some operational dislocation in the short term uh, and that's stuff that we're managing uh, through. But all of our investors are, are very um, very strong institutional investors uh, who, who have a long-term vision the same as us. And, and I guess broadly residential is seen as a structurally supported asset class and uh, and, and with a lot of outflows from, from many retail funds, right, and retail property funds, that is likely to benefit residential over the longer term, isn't it? 
Absolutely right. I mean, we, we're seeing the, uh, the issues that are, are, are prevalent, especially in retail uh, offices. Uh, who, who, who knows where offices are going to end up in the next, uh, the next few years, uh, given the, uh, the arrival of all this remote working that's going on. And so, um, but people still need somewhere to, to lay their head at night. People still, still need somewhere to live. Um, and I don't see that changing at any time in the near future, do you? No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, in terms of that, I mean, in terms of focusing on on students, obviously that that's your you know, your currency is your customer. How how are you dealing, you know, with students? And obviously, they're not one homogenous group, and and you've got many different people, different nationalities, and in all sorts of locations. How are you? How are you dealing with, with uh, I guess, the fallout from this crisis? Because lots of people respond in different ways. Lots of people are going to have different, you know, different ideas and, and, and different personalities. Um, mm. how, how are you plugging all that together? Well, I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head by saying that students are just aren't one homogenous group. So you've got students uh, traveling from all over the world uh, to all over the world to study. And you've got domestic students who, who have uh, perhaps different dynamics. But we have everything. I mean, we have, first of all, a lot of students still living in our residences, even though in some cases the universities aren't, uh, aren't teaching uh, offline at, at all at the moment. So th- this, is, this is their home. So a lot of students are home and, and they, of course, shouldn't be asked to move out of the home. So for that cohort of students, uh, the first focus is on, is on their well-being, physically and mentally. So, uh, as I say, we're, we're continuing with these engagement programs. We have to safeguard students and staff, so we're trying to enforce uh, social distancing measures at our residences where we can. Um, so that, that's been a big focus, to make sure the places remain safe and uh, and to just improve those processes, improve and increase cleaning levels, uh, maybe reduce access to some of the common spaces, all, all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, I mentioned before, that students' mental health has been a huge priority for us over the past couple of years. So working on the, the students with those offline, uh, sorry, those online activities has been really important. We're monitoring attendance at those things. Trying to reach out to students who we have maybe haven't heard from too much, uh, and we're just concerned that they're they they're concerned about their um, any isolation that they may be feeling as they're sometimes a long way away from friends and family. Uh, so yeah. yeah, so loads of stuff going on like that. And, and they, they are absolutely the key focus. We need to, to safeguard uh, the students as best we can. But then also a bit of old-fashioned gaming and music and, and yoga just to, to pluck people's spirits up as well. Yeah, absolutely right. I'm not sure it's old-fashioned about gaming, but... <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I think... The games I see today. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't got, got Cluedo, Scrabble, Monopoly. <laughs> so unless you can stand two meters away from each other, I don't see how you can play those ones just yet. But, uh, uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, we, we, you know, students. In some respects, it's a bit easier nowadays than it might have been in the olden days. That people have access to the internet. Obviously, a big, a big feature of most PBSA blocks is high-speed internet access. And I'm pleased that that uh, that has remained a, a, an interrupted service. Otherwise, we'd be seeing an entirely different set of problems. Yeah, I mean that, that's been one of the the, 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 the you know the, the really strong positives from this crisis has been the the way in which Europe's broadband network has held up, and that's obviously something that's now paying dividends for you guys having having invested pretty heavily in digital infrastructure. Absolutely right. I mean, yeah, goodness, it's. Uh, I always joke with our head of IT that it's um, he's only really he only really gets uh, 
gets attention when things don't go right um, and if things aren't going things are going fine people don't know he exists so it's a it's a, it's a, it's a terrible indictment of the position he's in, this is the position of the IT professional however I have to say in the main they have played a blinder in this it, we, we use video conferencing all the time super uh, sophisticated file sharing we use complicated uh, software and in the main uh, it has stood up incredibly well for the all the additional pressure that's been placed on it I mean in terms of standing up to pressure how do you see um, the, the the business and the wider sector dealing with this and, and moving into the next academic year because you're 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 leasing up now aren't you for for September what are the numbers looking like and, and how do you see the future coming well that's right I think the the mid case that everybody's working towards is that the universities open in September and the noises we're getting from most universities are that that's what they're working towards as well and government seems to be supportive of that too so so that that the, the sort of mid case is is a September opening um, as far as uh, Nido students concerned, we're, we're ahead. Uh, you're in your like for like in lettings, so pretty. Um, at the moment, that's that's uh, that seems a good performance in this environment. Um, uh, we also know that uh, this forthcoming academic year and the following one are structural low for 18 year olds. Um, so we think that sort of medium term, the sector, the the tailwinds for the sector remain very strong. Uh, more people want to study. Uh, and nobody's as yet come up with a, a virtual version of studying which is as good as the as the online as the offline version. And, and frankly, I don't think there ever will. There's a lot to be said for learning face to face. Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, looking looking then to the wider sector, what what do you see the long term effect being? You know, when people think about PBSA as an institutional asset class, is this going to dent that? Is this going to change? investors' views of, of, of the purpose-built student accommodation marketplace? Well, certainly, I, I speak to, to investors every, every day, uh, and, uh, and the messaging I'm getting from the investors is that they f- still feel really uh, bullish on student accommodation. And for, for a number of reasons, uh, the, the, like you say, the macro tailwinds, number of 18-year-olds, increasing number of international students, even despite COVID, even if COVID is a, causes a problem for some months, uh, everybody expects that that uh, elastic will snap back, and more international students will will be coming uh, once this is uh, once this is finished. Um, so that, I think that's all fine. And then uh, exactly as you said before, Andy, where else if you're going to invest in real estate, where else is your money going to go? Um, it, so the, there's definitely an amount of capital still seeking uh, seeking uh, yields, and student accommodation seems a relatively safe place to get that. Uh, so so I, from an investment perspective, I'm still pretty bullish on student accommodation so thanks very much to brian welsh from nido student i'm andrew teacher at blackstock you've been listening to propcast if you've enjoyed this edition please do rate us please do subscribe to propcast and you can find us on apple spotify or any other podcast platform thanks very much for listening